The Talk Shop. A very good evening to you and welcome to The Talk Shop on this Monday evening. I am Masichaba Mdolo. This is SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Right now, we're moving on and we're talking about the... Um, Township Liquor Industry Association saying that they reject the Minister of Health's attempts to push through anti-smoking regulation to ban smoking in all public places. They say that the regulations are completely unrealistic. Joining us is Leon Lowe from the Free Market Foundation to talk about these issues. Good evening to you, Leon, and thank you so much for joining us. Welcome on to the talk show. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Charlie, good to be with you. It's wonderful to have you back with us again. Take us through what are some of the concerns that are being raised, especially with regard to the banning of smoking in all public places. Isn't this a good thing? Well, it's, uh, it's actually a good thing for people who like banning and who don't like other people's freedom. It's a, you know, freedom equals risk. If people can't decide what risks to take, they can't be said to be free. Uh, freedom means the right to be wrong or to make bad choices, one of which is smoking, and it's a choice I've never made in my life, but I fully defend the right of other people to do so. But let's look at it from the point of view of the poor. Uh-huh. This is a law conceived by elites, made for elites, and has a vision only of elites, that is, people with lots of space. Let me give you a practical example as to why in uh, higher-density areas, everything from a place like Lilgrau to a place like Alex Township and certainly a shanty town like, say, Orange Farm. Uh, the, the reason is that, for example, uh, public places actually doesn't mean public at all. It means private places, places like restaurants, uh, working places, places like shabines and taverns, um, canteens, tuck shops. And it also says that nobody may smoke within 10 meters of an entrance to something called a public place, which is in fact a private place, and where private people should decide for themselves how they conduct themselves. Now, you cannot get 10 meters from uh, such an entrance in a place like like most townships, where most South Africans live. It's not possible. So that uh, what you would have to do is actually leave the township completely to smoke lawfully, which is why Talia quite rightly says it's unworkable, and in that context, even worse than that, you could say it's absurd. They would have to physically walk out of the township. They would have to find somewhere that is not trespassing on private property that basically means a pavement. And, for example, where you work in the SABC, you now have smoking areas. People would have to walk out onto the street and gather there, wasting work time, and uh, then everyone who doesn't smoke like me would have to walk through these gatherings of smokers with clouds of smoke. We would be less protected, worse off, and in low-income areas it's even more bizarre. Uh, there simply will be no lawful place to smoke if this ban goes through as is, and clearly the people who conceived of it uh, simply don't know how low-income areas function. But we're talking here about uh, public places, as you say, and if we're talking townships, there really is no consideration for the community that uh, forms part and parcel of these taverns that are next to these taverns. There's no consideration for schools um, and and the young people that, uh, you know, um, then cross the road and come to or just go next door and come to these taverns. Don't we need some kind of strict laws to regulate exactly what happens in these public places? 
We need very, very strict laws, laws that equally protect the right of people who don't want to be exposed to other people's smoke like me. Mm-hmm. We need absolute protection. There's no trade-off required. Simply the law should say nobody may impose their smoke on me or you or anyone else who doesn't want it. Uh, equally, they need absolute protection of their rights, just as you have an absolute right to your money. Uh, I do not, you don't have an absolute right to steal my money. There's no trade-off. The right to, one person's right is not at the expense of another's. So what we need is a law that simply says people are free to smoke and congregate as they wish, provided they do not impose their smoke on unwilling third parties. It's really quite simple. It's been the law actually for centuries in the common law. And all that we need is for that law to be honored and enforced. We do not need paternalistic regulations, which are actually of the most extreme authoritarian kind. Uh, It is way beyond the law that is intended to protect a non-smoker now. It is now a law that entirely invades the freedom and rights of smokers and non-smokers who don't mind being with them. So that it's, it's no longer a case of in the old days where the law could be defended as protecting non-smokers. You mentioned schools, for uh-huh. example. People are now forced onto pavements. In other words, out of private places, like taverns, into public places like streets. There they will gather and school kids will walk past, maybe be offered a cigarette, certainly breathe in other people's smoke. Uh, so it is much worse for the people you mention. But the this upcoming, will make things worse for them. But, Leon, the upcoming anti-smoking regulation talks about banning smoking in all public places. So you won't be Correct. able to be smoking in the street and, and, and exposing me, who's just passing by, to your smoking. No, you will. It actually defines a public place as a building or premises and not, uh, strangely enough, <laughs> but this is one of the peculiar things about the wording, it does not include a true public place, like a pavement. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is the bizarre thing. The, the word public place has been turned on its head to include private places and exclude truly public places. We're talking to Leon Lowe from the Free Market Foundation, talking about uh, the uh, upcoming uh, or the anti-smoking regulation to ban smoking in all public places. The uh, Township Liquor Industry Association says they reject the Minister of Health attempts to push through this regulation, um, saying that the regulations are completely unrealistic. And Leon Lowe saying that public places is not necessarily what you and I would think of as public places, like parks and streets, but it's actually private places that are uh, inhabited by the public, like your restaurants, your taverns, and shabins. 0891-104-207 is the number to dial to join our conversation. 0891-104-207 or SMS 347 SMS number is 34701 and SMSs are charged at 2 Rand. Leon, the issue that keeps on coming up is the treating of customers like lepers. Is the thinking behind this legislation to cut down on smoking in our country because we're all aware of what the effects of smoking are and how harmful it is to our health? Yes, let me make the point that uh, firstly what has been done up to now is already extremely draconian, total prohibition of marketing and advertising, prohibition in many places, the workplace included, prohibition in everywhere other than a properly ventilated indoor area, 
Uh, and that has not resulted in a reduction of smoking. So we know that these laws do not have their supposedly intended consequence. Uh, it will be said that there has been a reduction, but the fact is what we do know is that the total production and sale of tobacco in South Africa has gone up, lawful cigarettes are less sold, and there's a giant black market growing of illegal and contraband tobacco products without the don't pay any tax and so on. So uh, the, the, we know the laws don't work. Uh, more draconian laws are, have no reason why to suspect that they will work. Uh, but the more important thing about it is this, Mr. Chaba. Freedom means the right to choose your lifestyle, including the right to have a risky lifestyle. For example, to be obese, to eat fatty food, to eat sugar, to eat salt, to drink alcohol, to have unprotected sex. That's what freedom is. Freedom is the choices that free people make. If you want to allow people to make these choices, to decide for themselves what the trade-off is between the benefits they want and the risks they will incur, then you must accept you do not have a free society but a totalitarian society, which is why I call these measures nicotine Nazism or nico-Nazism. Freedom is the right to be wrong. But what about and the biggest risk of all in South Africa is AIDS, HIV AIDS. Now, long before you ban indoor smoking, you should, for example, ban premarital or extramarital sex. Much, much more risky. Uh, so why do we allow that? Well, the answer is we should, because that should be everybody's free choice. But in terms of that, that is something that happens behind closed doors. That is something that uh, we would like to think and was more commonly uh, occurs between consenting adults. But with the regards of the smoking, you spoke about uh, salt intake and obesity. Shouldn't the government look out for the best interests of its electorate? Despite themselves? Yes. Uh, Well, it depends on what you mean. If you mean that the best interests of the electorate is their freedom, Yes, that is the government's job, to protect it. If you mean the best interests of the electorate is that which the minister for the time being considers healthy, for example, not eating fatty food, one of our leading health experts in South Africa, Tim Noakes, is now Professor Noakes, is now of the view that fat is actually healthy. Now, um, obesity, for example, is a bigger health risk than tobacco or Alcohol, of course, is a bigger health risk for other people, other road users, Uh family members who Uh might be abused. Uh So what we need is the freedom of association of people who choose to be amongst people who smoke. For example, you and I do not need to go to a tavern that allows smoking, and we do not need to sit in a part of a restaurant where smoking is allowed that is ventilated. That is our choice. That is what we should be free to do. And that is what uh, all that is required to protect everybody's legitimate interests. But Professor Tim Noakes himself talks about uh, there being certain conditions that are associated with uh, fat being good for you. He himself is a road runner, someone who's always on the road um, running. Um, one would think that that goes hand in hand with a healthy lifestyle in terms of exercise. It's not just eat fat as much as you want and, and vegetate and become obese. That is not his message. And I would think that that is not the message of the Minister of Health, that uh, you know we're looking at banning smoking all over the place and curtailing the freedom of South Africa, this freedom goes with responsibility as well. 
Yes, absolutely. So what we should be doing is warning people of the risks, as we do, for example, with unprotected sex, as we do with fatty foods, as we do with obesity, with lack of exercise. We explain to people, we respect everybody's rights. If people are clever enough to vote for the minister, they are not so stupid that they won't listen to the minister's advice. So what we should do is we should advise people, educate people on the risks, give them the information as we do in other contexts, why you should exercise. We don't have compulsory exercise as totalitarian countries do. Uh, we, don't, we don't stop people deciding how much salt to put in their food, but we warn them that it's a bad idea to have too much. That is what we should do with tobacco. We should say that more than a certain amount is dangerous, below a certain amount uh, might be only slightly dangerous, and there's a threshold below which it's completely harmless. So it is with all dangerous activities. So uh, you can go mountain climbing, scuba diving, uh, snowboarding, whatever you want to do, which is highly risky. What you should do is advise people of the risks. As long as people know what risks they're taking, in any decent and free and democratic society, it has been their choice. We're talking about uh, anti-smoking regulation to ban smoking in all public places. Joining us on the line is Leon Lowe from the Free Market Foundation, and we are taking your calls on 0891-104-207, or SMS us your thoughts on 34701, and SMSs are charged at two rands at SMS number. It's 34701. Now, Leon, one of the points that Talia, that is the Township Liquor Industry Association, makes is that uh, this legislation, they say, does not make business sense and it is anti-job creation. What is your interpretation of this? I'm familiar with Talia. I've never met any of them, but I've seen what documents they've produced and they are truly impressive. Um, As are many others, for example, the Taverners Association and the Spalzo and Tuck Shop Association. These are organizations of grassroots communities with which I work all the time, which is, I guess, why you're speaking to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Talia is quite right. Uh, many, many jobs will be lost. Let me give you one of many, many examples. The Russian government proposed this particular measure, the Russian Department of Health. The Department of Trade and Industry of Russia did some calculations. If you drive people out of restaurants and pubs and places of social gathering, they then stay and entertain more at home. They worked out, I forget the exact number, but something like 50,000 small businesses would shut down, and the hundreds of thousands, I think it could have been 500,000 or so, people would lose their jobs if the ban went through, and the Department of Trade and Industry of Russia persuaded the Department of Health not to proceed with it. Our Department of Trade and Industry and Labor should do exactly the same. All right. To point out, as Tolio does, how many jobs would be lost, how many small businesses would, go, would shut down, and then bear in mind when people entertain at home instead, where they can have a drink and a smoke, they're then imposing their smoke on children and on domestic workers. Now, if you want to protect anyone, that's who you should be protecting. 
Leon Lowe, I remember the argument being made with regards to legislation that spoke about uh, special places being created in restaurants for people who smoke. The argument was no one is going to want to go in there, and that wasn't actually the case. And we're driving people away from restaurants, but people still go to restaurants, and they go into those smoking areas and smoke. Let's take some calls on this. Colette in Pinetown, good evening to you and welcome. Colette, good evening. Colette. Yes, hello, Colette. Okay, Colette seems to be very shy at this point. Let's uh, take, uh, is this uh, David in Thunderbell Park? Good evening to you, David. Hi, David. David, good evening. Okay, I'm not sure what's going maybe, on. Maybe they're line. smoking in the public place. <laughs> and they've just been arrested or accosted. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with our lines. I sincerely, sincerely apologize with regards well, to that. I'm, to on a, I'm on a hilltop in the Kruger Park uh, at the moment, so you might hear hyena and lions roaring and oh. buffalo and hippos and so on. Uh, but uh, I'm not in the public place. Leon Lowe has to take us there, don't you? Uh, here's an SMS coming in that says, I pay tax to smoke, so I must be reg- so must I be regulated? That's uh, talking about sin tax and saying, already I'm paying for my smoking. Why must I also, in addition to that, be regulated? Another SMS comes in that says, smoking is a killer and should be treated as such and should not be soft-soaped. And um, another... Uh, SMS says the problem with uh, libertarianism is that it assumes people will listen to me. I am a slight woman, and who would really feel um, that they have to listen to me? So government must talk on my behalf. These are some of the SMSs coming in saying, you know, we smoking is a killer. We're talking about something that has been proven over and over again to be seriously harmful to our health. Yeah, but we're pleased to note, Master Chaba, the propaganda has led to this belief that it's a killer as opposed to a health risk. You, sir, stated it correctly. It's a risk to your health, as is almost everything you do. Driving your car, adventure, tourism, uh, having alcohol, um, your diet, your lifestyle. I know you personally, so I know you keep yourself in good health. But as you well know, many of your colleagues don't. And smoking is one of the health risks, along with many others, and for exactly the same reason as everybody should be free, subject to education, uh-huh. to make their own decision, so it should be with tobacco. Okay. Jay in Durban, good evening to you and welcome. Jay, hi. Yes, can you hear me? Loud and clear, ma'am. Yes. Welcome. Yes. Uh, I think uh, uh, the government uh, should take action, more action in, in the fact, uh, in regard to school children, right up to the metric here, that they should have uh, a test done on these uh, children on a regular basis and produce certificates at school to prove that they are uh, smoke-free, drug-free, and alcoholic-free. And, and with the results, we'll have very healthy youngsters coming out of uh, uh, high school, even primary school, going into, uh, you know, uh, university level. By then, the body is matured and, and they find sensible and in, in knowing what they are doing to their health. Jay, are you, are you talking about random drug tests in schools? Uh, look, uh, I think it should be done on a very regular basis. Then you deter these kids from uh, doing uh, drugs and smoking and, and stuff like that. 
Jane Durbin, thanks for the call. That's uh, another argument for a different day, but we hear you with regards to uh, these uh, drug tests being conducted in the schools to ensure that our youth at least uh, abstain from the use of drugs and uh, cigarettes and alcohol. Uh, Gwen and PE, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening. Hello, ma'am. I agree with this uh, no smoking because it is a danger to one's health. And uh, but I do think we need a bit of advice about uh, not our smoke. You know where is the right place to go to for smoking? But what I would like to know: how many deaths are caught on the road as a result of liquor? Mm-hmm. And what is being done about that? They are trying, yes, but it's people are not listening. Gwen, NPE, thank you very much for the call. Leon, here's Gwen saying, look, even with regards to alcohol, there is, uh, there have been various warnings, the uh, associations have come on board, but people are not listening. Don't we need drastic measures to address some of these social ills in our communities? Yes, let me make this clear. Uh, one earlier caller called me a libertarian, which is correct. Now, the the mistake that caller makes, or the SMS person makes, is that libertarianism is weak. Now it's very strong. You want very strong, uncompromising protection of victims. Someone who causes a collision, the victim is just as dead or just as injured or suffered just as much loss, regardless of whether the, 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 the culprit was drunk. What we need is laws that very strictly protect victims, regardless of the reason for their being victimized. Uh That includes people subjected to tobacco smoke, people subjected to abuse by drunkards, or by sober people. So, you know, most collisions are caused by sober drivers, not drunk drivers. We're not here to discuss alcohol. And then someone else mentioned the issue of cost and tax, the one caller, is an sender. Yes, that is true. It's not a sin tax. It's a fun tax. It's a tax on people enjoying themselves. Okay. And they pay much more tax than the government spends on their health care. Leon Lowe, let's wrap it up right there. Thank you so, so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Leon Lowe is from the Free Market Foundation, and we're talking about anti-smoking regulation to ban smoking in all public places. Right now, though, it's time for the news with Greg Hose.